Ross Benson from Indian. Ross, thanks for joining me. Thanks for taking part in the What's the Scoop 2022 trends. Uh, I just wanted to dig in a little bit on a few of the uh, the few issues you've discussed. The, the first one that came up was EVs, and I think that is a game changer for um for the automotive industry but a game a game changer for electronics it's a it's a big deal and it seems to be affecting the way car makers interact with ems companies more and more as well as as well as the technology itself how do you see it and what does it all mean for indium yeah it's a very exciting time for indium and for the ev market because it feels like this whole industry of automotive it's like everything got thrown up in the air is like confetti and then we're not sure where it's all going to land right and so it's dynamic we have to be very agile and try new things and everything's not going to work out of course as planned but what we get to do during this time is is really have a platform of innovation because everything's unlocked everything's mm. uh kind of uh, uh people are open to innovation people are open to trying things the development's happening very fast so it's an exciting time for, as a material supplier because we have to participate in so many aspects of the electronics industry as it feeds into EV and the EV supply chain. Yeah, and you know, you you talk about supply chain, and supply chain's been a huge part of uh, this year, and I'm convinced it's going to be a huge part of 2022. As are most of the, I don't know, 28, 29 people that that responded to the um, call for comments. Um, and the, the supply chain has just been chaos. People are talking, you know, with respect to cars, for example, people are talking about long waiting times for vehicles. We know part of that is because of the electronic components not getting there. How do you see that? And, and you know, with respect to Indium's products, do you have supply chain challenges that you have to manage? You know, you're, you're, you're buying raw materials, you're shipping a lot of products around the world. Unfortunately, at India, we've been able to get through this whole crisis with very few supply disruptions. And, but there's a consequence to that. The way we did that was we increased inventory. Yeah. Of course, increasing inventory has a cost in and of itself. You got to have, I mean, we've had to expand warehouse space just to accommodate all the inventory, which is wow. not always fun to, to deal with that extra expense. But what we have been able to do is secure our supply to our customers. And we've also been intentional over the years to keep distributing our supply chain, our manufacturing footprint around the world. So we're close to our customers. And just in the last year, we've opened up India, Germany, and now the, Mal the Malaysia factories coming online. And so those things, those factories are helping us meet the needs of our local markets. And of course, for years, we've been in Singapore, the UK, and in China. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that across the whole supply chain, we're seeing that trend towards regionalization, trying to build out more supply chain security. You know, the inventory thing is kind of classic. That's almost, it's almost like throwing money at a problem, but it's almost, it's almost essential it at this point, isn't it? There's not much else you can do. We can't, we can't cope with just in time right now. So we have to do that. When I look at the changes I'm seeing in supply chains, one of the words that keeps coming out is shorter, shorter supply chains everywhere. Um, and if we have shorter supply chains, I wonder if that has a positive impact in terms of sustainability as well. Do you see that as, as another side of that in region for region um, manufacturing and distribution? Well, of course, we're, we're, we have some level of excitement being a U.S.-based company and headquarter company that we see. Mm -hmm. there, there's a, certainly a great deal of activity here in North America. Right, because of the supply chain disruptions. But I don't know if it's actually going to 
be sustainable in the, in the sense that all of a sudden you're going to have factories here. You know, one of our big markets is solder paste for SMT, of course. And I don't know that we're going to see hundred, multiple hundred line factories here in North America. I still see that growth happening in, in, in Southeast Asia mm-hmm. and maybe even in, in, in Eastern Europe and, you know, different parts of the world. Uh, but I don't just those huge factories. I don't know if they're going to come here, but what is going to happen is people want to be close to their innovation nodes where they're doing prototypes and development. So from a innovation perspective, I think it's quite exciting. Um, for many years, for example, packaging development for semiconductors, which is a major area of focus for us, especially for like power modules that are in EV we talked about earlier, right? All these power yeah. modules, all that innovation was happening in either really outside the US, I would say, largely in either Europe or in somewhere in Asia. And now we're seeing it distributed all over the world, including a lot of innovation happening here in the U.S. So that's exciting to see because it gives us opportunities. We're, we're in a strong footprint there. We've worked really hard to be a global company and have distributed talent wherever our customers are. But there is a certain amount of, of kind of weight that exists near a headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that idea of distributed talent. Um, and when you were talking about the regions that you do expect to see, you know, volume um, remain, one of the ones that seems to be doing pretty well at the moment is Mexico as well for um, for North America. Is that a market that's that's growing and that's strong for you guys? Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of our most exciting markets in the entire world right now. Um, and it's and it's interesting because it's not just um, I'll call it traditional SMT type work that's coming in. There's some very exciting and uh, uh, I call it kind of high tech assembly operations that are coming into Mexico. And they've been there for a long time, but it just feels like a ramped up effort to to bring these this, this capability into the Mexico mm. footprint. Or maybe before it was oh, we, we would, someone would always lean towards Taiwan or towards China or towards maybe even Malaysia or Thailand. And we're seeing a little bit more of that happening here in uh, in North America and specifically in Mexico. Yeah, we're definitely seeing a shift in gravity there. And I think as a result, we're seeing some consolidation in the industry where, you know, some of the big players want to make sure they've got a footprint in Mexico, in Europe, in Eastern Europe, for example, and in um, Asia Pac. So there's quite a bit of expansion there. Well, there's it's so much been... talent in Mexico, really. I mean, the yeah. Mexico, the schools in Mexico are great. The people in Mexico are just wonderful and great to work with. So I'm I'm yeah. really excited about the potential for not only Mexico to have uh, companies come to Mexico and develop, but the organizations that emerge within Mexico are going to be very influential in the companies. Our team in Mexico is very influential in how we think about our business. And it's really great to have that team down there. Yeah, no, that's fascinating, actually. I've, I've noticed when I've been there that a lot of the MS companies will have their digital transformation leadership down there and they'll be mm-hmm. developing new solutions there that they roll out around the world. And you you wouldn't have expected that from perhaps a low-cost environment. And you make a very important point about the talent. The other thing that I'm hearing from a lot of people is it's not just shortages of components, it's shortages of talent. Hiring staff is becoming... Um, increasingly a headache for for uh, for leadership. Are you seeing that, or are you pretty secure in your talent pipeline? You know, I'm very blessed to have had a uh, great legacy before I took over here at Indium in terms mm. of building our brand as a great place to work. We always have sought have sought to be the company that other people want to work for, other people mm. in the industry and in our communities, and that's paying huge dividends right now. And that we're able to attract talent from other 
uh, either customers and or other players in the industry, maybe other vendors to the industry, and, they, and they've heard about India and they want to join India. But added to that over the last couple of years, again, we have some great leadership in our HR and our and, and different departments that started off with internship programs, uh, high school outreach programs, uh, STEM development and promotion programs in all of our geographies. And now all those young kids that are that we started that with mm. 10 years ago are coming out of getting with their masters or their, their, their bachelor's degrees and looking for great positions and who's on their list. Well, India yeah. is. And, and so yeah. we're attracting that talent, which is really great. We've also yeah. launched into recruiting efforts in what I would call underserved areas and Utica's uh, the refugee center. We have, we're blessed to have refugees from all over the world, great immigrant population that then follows those refugees. And um, they've, that's just been a great talent pool, but we've had to go, to those communities to, to recruit. And we've been, uh, I think, quite successful so far. It creates some wonderful opportunities for us to grow also in terms of the dynamism of our company because you get all these yeah. new perspectives and that's great for us. Yeah, well, it's great to hear, Ross. And it's wonderful to hear a, a leader that values that diversity so much and understands that, you know, at the end of the day, the consumer market is, is a diverse market. So you should reflect that in your uh, in your business and you're, you're putting programs together to actually get in amongst those communities and recruit and train and, and, and create opportunities. That's, that's really exciting. We're going into 2022, you know, we've, we started 2020 with optimism. Um, we started 2022 with, uh, with plenty of concern. How do you feel as you go into, how do you feel as you go into 2022 excitement, optimism, a bit of a bit of guarded optimism. <laughs> well, I'm 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 very excited about the uh, drivers of innovation in our area. We have products. We have, for example, our Inform product that's a key enabler in the power switch air, uh, modules that are used in EVs. Mm. Uh, that's an exciting area. The chargers that then will go with EVs is requiring a lot of innovation. We see um, our our development work that we're doing in thermal interfaces is gonna be huge for us. We're the world's leader in metal thermal interface. And that's yeah. gonna be so necessary to enable the power of AI and the networking capacity that's needed to be able to make all the autonomous driving as well as the internet uh, consumption, the 5G consumption come to reality. And so it, it, it's, I'm very optimistic because that's what gets my juices flowing is all that, all that technology and new programs mm -hmm. and new products. Um, but I would say from an absolute demand perspective, I have guarded optimism. I think we will have a growth year overall, but at some point we're going to hit a hiccup this coming year. And when it, I, and I just don't know how hard that's going to be. There's uh, everyone's built up their inventory position because they've been worried about supply chain. We talked about earlier. So mm. when, the, when that marginal demand goes down just a little bit, you know, the, the bullwhip effect starts taking effect. And yeah. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that at some point during the year, but I think we're gonna have a strong first half of the year. That's my prediction right now. Yeah. Well, I hope that's the case, Ross. I hope you have a wonderful year. I hope you continue the, um, the success you're having and continue to grow that dynamic team because I think they are the fuel that, that kind of pushes your business forward. And, you know, I know from customers that of yours that I've spoken to that, fantastic engineer to engineer relationship they have with with indium is hugely valued to them thanks so much for your time have a wonderful holiday and um, we'll look forward to talking in the new year Thank you. happy new year everyone